All right, welcome to Rock Vegas, everybody. This is Glenn Rockney. I'm back. And why am I back? Because the Raiders are back. I, uh, look, I, I, I apologize for the absence, but man, there was like nothing going on. I'm doing all right. But the Raiders, there was no news to report on. Some of the other fellow content creators of, uh, of, uh, Raiders podcasts and YouTubers and stuff, they, they, I bless their heart. Cause like, you know what? Like a lot of that stuff was good. And they, they were able to, uh, to really make something out of nothing. Cause I couldn't, I couldn't force anything. I couldn't force an episode. So, um, I'm back because the Raiders are back. The Raiders are in training camp about three. I think we're three days in on training camp now, uh, maybe four, but, um, yeah, the boys are back. Um, feels good to have uh, a semblance of real football, though. We're missing a little bit of training camp clips, aren't we? Like I'm missing, like the Henry Ruggs hype videos, you know, we're supposed to be getting hyped up about Henry Ruggs right now. Right. But we don't have any videos of that. Maybe like a one handed catch, a mossing, if you will. I know I don't like to use that word as a Raider fan. Right. Because he didn't moss anybody here. But anyways. We should be uh, seeing videos like that, you know, and uh, seeing videos of Alex Leatherwood, you know, uh, feet moving well with good footwork. We should be seeing that we should be drinking some Kool-Aid right now as Raider fans. And I have been. I have been. I just missed the videos a little bit. Just a little bit. I saw CD Lamb make a one-handed catch the other day. That's why I brought up Henry Ruggs. I saw CD Lamb make a one-handed catch in traffic and training camp. And all my cowboy friends on Twitter, cowboy fan friends on Twitter, going crazy. That shouldn't be allowed. It should be illegal. Should be uh misinformation censored by uh YouTube, Twitter, and all those uh social media platforms. We shouldn't allow cowboy fans to have that. No way, no chance. So um, the Raiders are back. Press conferences are back. The media still doesn't have a lot of access, but, you know, they're doing their best. I do find it funny, and this is no shot at the Raiders reporters. I just don't think John Gruden lets them in um, the way other coaches do. But, like, man, I feel like I feel like we find out news when they find out news, man. It's it just it, it's kind of crazy. Um, but nonetheless, I just want to talk about a few things. It's been a while. Um, been kind of digesting, slowly digesting. I have another podcast called Rare Candy. Um, been really focusing on that. Um, it's on this YouTube channel. If you click the subscribe button, you will get alerts for that podcast as well. Um, and uh, the other videos. Uh, launched another podcast called RC Sports, um, Rare Candy Sports. Uh, just dropped the college football episode called Memoirs of a Razorback, where I had a former Arkansas Razorback on here. Um, we were talking about college athletes getting paid, conference realignment, Texas and Oklahoma, going to the SEC. A lot of really fun stuff there. So I've been doing that in the meantime, still been, still been keeping my ear to the Raider streets though. You know what I mean? Kind of got my uh, fingers on the pulse, but one thing that's really sticking out to me is that it's all about the defense this year for the Raiders. It's all about the defense. And you know, who's doing a hell of a job on selling me on the Raiders defense this year, because I think it's God awful right after last year, but who's selling me the most on the Raiders defense is none other than Gus Bradley himself. What a press conference that guy gives. And honestly, I thought Paul Gunther gave nice press conferences. It almost like you'd hate the guy. Like you give up 40, you know, 40 and then be like, damn, this guy totally has it figured out in the press conference. And then you'd expect change and it would never happen. But Gus Bradley, man, what a what a press conference that guy gives. Seems like the nicest guy in the world. He, he seems like he'd let you get drunk at your his house in high school. You know what I mean? Like, he'd be like, look, I know you kids are going to go out and go drink anyways. Like, just go drink in the pool house out back. You know, and then he's faded too. you know, like that type of guy. He seems like that. But he, he the thing that stuck out with me, this is before training camp. Is that 
they somebody asked him, um, one of the beat reporters asked him, what do you see that can change in this defense as is without new pieces, without anything? What do you think could could change? And basically, you know, defensive coordinators, it's fraternity. They're not going to critique each other, at least publicly, for the most part. Um, so he wasn't going to you know, tear down Paul Gunther's defense, but kind of did in a, in a very positive way where he was saying like, look, I saw guys with talent. I saw guys there. I saw guys making tackles, but I didn't see that confidence in the scheme of the players where they were able to do that extra punch at the ball, right? Make a play, jump a route, you know, because when you're confident in your scheme, you're able to jump a route. You're able to, to know, to see that cheat code, you know what I mean? To see that, that shortcut that you can take because you know, you're confident that maybe you have some help behind you or that you are in the right place. So you can break down, get in your, get in good tackling position, make a tackle and maybe even force a fumble. Um, that's something he predicates with his defenses. And, and I think that's what this defense misses more than anything. You look at the 2016 Raiders. That was not a good defense. I don't know where they ranked. It was higher definitely than last year's team, but like it wasn't, we're not talking a top 15 defense, that defense, but they were, they had a really good turnover differential. And now the Raiders offense didn't turn the ball over that much last year, but the defense didn't force any turnovers. A, a bunch of turnovers in the Drew Locke meltdown game in Vegas that, that really skewed the Raiders turnover numbers to even be as high as they were. And it wasn't high, but in 2016, they made plays. They had playmakers, you know, Reggie Nelson had a bunch of picks, right? Reggie Nelson was a really objectively bad safety for the Raiders but he forced fumbles or I'm sorry, got interceptions. And then you had guys like Cleo Mack who would, you know, I, God still hurts. I still break my rhythm every time I say his name. Jeez. It still hurts. It still hurts. But Cleo Mack force a fumble on a sack, not just get a sack, get the ball out on the sack. You know, you, you guys were making plays, tip ball interceptions. Um, just, just things like a Bruce Irvin could even force a fumble here and there. They had playmakers. So if your defense isn't that good, you have to be able to turn the ball over and give your good offense a short field. So I like to hear Gus Bradley say that. Because I, I truly think even more than Derek Carr this year, I would even argue maybe even more than John Gruden this year, Gus Bradley has the most important role on the Raiders. It's all about him. It's all about him. Now, I think, you know, some people will go, well, dude, it's the quarterback. It's the head coach. It's, it's Henry Ruggs in his second year. It's Alex Leatherwood. It's the new offensive line. Look, all those are valid concerns. I'm not super worried about Derek Carr. I think Derek Carr is going to do exactly what he did last year, and I think that was a, that was a good season. I don't think Derek Carr is going to be great. I don't think he's going to be elite. I don't think he's going to be all pro. I don't think that is the quarterback that he is. I think he's a good quarterback. I think he's going to play good this year. And if he does, and the defense is at that middle of the pack, even in like in the twenties, low twenties, I think you could see a playoff run by this team truly, but that's, that's a lot to ask. So therefore we're putting a lot on Gus Bradley's plate, but damn, if he doesn't talk himself up and I'm not saying he's braggadocious about it. I'm not saying he's, he's tooting his own horn, but he, he I, I bought in, I'm ready to go play outside linebacker. I mean, I can't, it'd be terrible, but I'm ready. I could, hey man, you know, Dallin Levitt's out there. Anything's possible, but the Gus Bradley's important. I, I think the team it rests on his shoulders personally. And, and you know, he, before I transfer to the offense, I, I do want to talk a little bit more about the defense here because I will talk about the offense. This is not an all defense episode, but I, I just see it as the as the number one concern is the defense. So 
Let me tell you what I'm a little bit excited about about this defense under Gus Bradley. For one, I'm excited about the young secondary, right? The young secondary has potential to be very good. I think they need to be coached better. Um, I was still a little bit mad when Derek Ansley left for Alabama. Sorry if you guys could hear some sawing. They're like literally, they might be sawing into my apartment complex right now, like actually into my apartment. That's very possible. They're building an apartment, but they could just be possibly demolishing mine. Uh, My rent is current and paid, so don't say it's an eviction. But uh, nonetheless, I'm excited about this young talent. I'm excited about the young talent back there. You have Damian Arnett in his second year. Now, I'm not the biggest Damian Arnett fan, but I, you know, if you can see some marginal improvement out of him, you do have a solid depth corner. Again, 19th overall pick as a depth corner ceiling. Not great. That's not a great pick, but here we are, right? We have to try to extract something. We have to get a little bit more out of that, you know, try to find a little bit more water in the well, a little bit of oil left, you know, like we, we have to, we have to try to find something there. Trayvon Mullen. Gus Bradley's talking about, he says a very consistent corner. Now that doesn't tell me that Bradley thinks he's a shutdown corner, but that tells me that he thinks he's a consistent corner. Consistency is good, right? Casey Hayward, veteran corner, still good, not great, still good. Um, I think that's a starter. I think you see Mullen and, and, uh, and uh, Hayward starting on the outside. I think that's what you're going to see early. Now the slot, everybody has questions about the slot. Gus Bradley's really talking up Nate Hobbs. Very hard for me to believe that Nate Hobbs is starting their week one. However, I could see him getting some looks throughout the season. Um, and it does sound like he's he's probably going to, you know, see some time on defense and not just special teams and stuff like that. Um, they like Nate Hobbs. Now, B.D. Williams has done a really good job. Um, he's told me personally in some DMs, but also <clears throat> he's talked about it on his podcast, Tape, Tape Don't Lie, YouTube. Everybody should be subscribed. If you watch this show, that should be the other Raider show that you watch during the week. We got y'all covered. I have the hot takes. I have the crazy guy rants. They have the good analysis. So um, nonetheless, slot corner in Gus Bradley's system does not have the roles that it had the role that it has in Gunther's system, which is a lot more complex, right? Slot corners got to be got to be left on an island in Gunther's system. Not the case in Gus Bradley's system. Uh, hooks and flats, really more so, uh, more or less. So you're just going to need a guy that can play those two routes, not a huge role in the defense, which is a good thing that the Raiders don't need a star there, right? Which it's still good to have somebody really good, right? I mean, Seahawks were able to go three deep at corner with like a a lot of rotations when Bradley was there. Um, You still want to have talent there. But um, he was saying he he liked what he saw out of Hobbs, Lawson, which to be fair, Lawson's best looks on the Raiders have been in the slot and uh, Amik Robertson. So to me, that that says that Lawson will probably be the starter early. You're going to go with the veteran early. I, I mean, I think it's a fair move to say. Um, but watch out for those two other guys. And those two other guys, are those preseason games coming up, Robertson and Hobbs will probably have to battle out for it. I th- it sounds like they're comfortable doing that. And I, I don't hate it either, to be honest. Um, you got to see what you have in Amik Robertson. Um, wasn't good last year. And his special teams reps, not great either. But uh, hey, let's go. I mean, I loved the pick at the time. Um but it's probably going to have to happen in the slot well, with what he's doing. So uh, I'm rooting for Amik Robertson just because I loved him as a prospect. But if, if Nate Hobbs wants to shock the world, I'm ready. Let's go. Um, linebackers, right? Or I'm sorry, safeties. Uh, Trayvon Merrick playing with the second unit um, primarily, as, as reported by a few beat Raiders beat writers. Um, I wouldn't read too far into that. That's probably where he should go um, to start. Now, eventually, I think he's going to be the starting safety Hopefully not because a disaster is happening. I just hope he just ends up outplaying somebody. But, um, you know, Carl Joseph, Abram, those guys are veterans. 
uh, I, I could see them um, getting looks early. You know, that, that makes more sense to me um, early. Uh, now, the linebackers is where it gets really interesting. So Divine Diablo's hurt, um, had a knee surgery or minor knee, uh, minor knee procedure, as John Gruden put it, um, should be ready in a couple of weeks. But outside linebacker, the guy that's been getting looks and, and now they haven't put pads on yet now with pads. I'm going to only say this once. I'm going to try to only say this once in the show because I hate during press conferences, coaches that have to constantly say the pads aren't on. Now, the pads aren't on, but da, 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 da. Uh, now you have to remember the pads aren't on. But da, 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 da. now you have to remember we're going to wait to put pads on. And once we put pads on, we'll know better. We get it. We understand this is not a padded practice. Anybody that's paying attention to their football team in the first week of training camp is psycho enough to know when padded practices are. We're good. We got it. So nonetheless, won't even say it now. Tanner Muse is playing outside linebacker. And he was saying in his base defense, he's been playing outside linebacker, um, Gus Bradley. Now, I don't know if that means he's getting first team reps. I'm not sure about the terminology there, but it sounded like it because the speed, right? They They like the speed. Now, that's interesting. Because as practices get more physical, I'm not sure Muse is going to stay there. Um, so, hey, I kind of, to be honest, I forgot about Tanner Muse. And I had some very, very drunken rants on this podcast uh, about how much I didn't like having a guy named Tanner who uses product in his hair to play linebacker. I didn't, I didn't like it personally. But nonetheless, Tanner wants to go off, go off. Nicholas Morrow. Nicholas Morrow getting a lot of... Uh, a lot of love. Vic Tafer even said he might expect Morrow kind of just basically taking tidbits of Bradley's conference, the uh, press conference, the way I was. That's all these reporters really have is the press conferences. He was saying that Morrow might get looks over Kwiatkowski, um, which, you know, that's still too early to say, but but speed. Morrow's fast. I think they're valuing speed at this position. I don't, I don't hate that. I think linebackers got to be fast. Now, a fast linebacker who doesn't have any good change of direction or is constantly wrong in their reads and assignments and stuff like that. Now, f- being fast hurts you there because you can run all the way out of the play because you're so fast, you will run to the wrong place and the play will be completely behind you. So can't just be about speed, but I like that they're looking at speed. Um, I got to have a fast defense. You have the Chiefs in your division. You know, that's fair. And you got those... The Broncos are building a, at least a receiver core of of, of ponies, man. These guys can they, they can go Mustangs, and uh, so you're going to need that. Now, Kwiatkowski, I wouldn't read too much into that, but it is kind of crazy. Like you know, that's that's what happens when you get a new defensive coordinator after a guy already signed a somewhat sizable contract with your team. He's kind of like, well, I don't care. This is my scheme. So that's interesting. You have the undrafted guy, then you have the third round pick. Uh, special teams war daddy still a very weird term to me um very weird makes you think of leather whips chains things like that i don't know and uh then you have Corey littleton which this i find very interesting what uh what gus bradley said now he didn't say Corey littleton stinks but he said that Corey littleton is a little light in the pants does great things in coverage but he needs his linebackers to play in the run he needs his linebackers to come down and hit running backs. And, and that's not Corey Littleton's game. He's a good tackler. He's a good tackler. I mean, he was before he got to the Raiders. But again, we talked about that Gunther scheme. What I said earlier, guys probably just didn't feel com- comfortable just going off instincts because they were so worried about the scheme, doing the Pythagorean theorem every single time. Pythagorean theorem in my head before I can make a play because it's Gunther's defense. 
So Littleton, you know, to me, that kind of meant like, and I, I'm, you know, I'm just making an inference here. I don't have proof. I don't have sources, anything like that. Neither do the beat writers, but whatever. And Corey Littleton might not get the looks that I thought he would get in this defense. I think Bradley likes thumpers at linebackers. And I think he just likes to roll deep at that secondary. Like he likes to have be secondary heavy with thumpers at linebackers in case you decide to run the ball. He likes a Jonathan Hankins in case you decide he loves Jonathan Hankins in case you decide to run the ball on him. He likes to have those guys there. And here's where we get to the, the scariest part about this team to me with now I said the scare, the most important person on this team was Gus Bradley because of this defense. But here's where I'm least confident about the team is in the defensive line. Defensive line, I, I thought this should have been attacked way harder. They signed Yannick Ngakwe, who you want to talk about a legendary press conference. Holy crap, this guy I won't say legendary, but he's just textbook. I had preconceived notions about Yannick as kind of like a hothead and stuff, like where he was kind of maybe maybe a little flamboyant. You'd hear these things about him going at the Minnesota owners, like kids on Twitter, like like grown son, not kids, but like grown, grown man's son and saying like, like, you know, Twitter spats and stuff like that. You kind of think maybe this guy's kind of just like a hothead or something. Man, cool, cool as a cucumber in this press conference, like insanely well-spoken, like just, just really impressive. So really, really like him. I'm not worried about Yannick. I think Yannick is definitely could be a double digit sack guy. Um, Don't know what he gives you in the run game, but just, you know, that's what he's there for. Rush the passer. I think they're okay there. Cleland Farrell, Farrell is running with the twos. Your fourth overall pick is running with the second unit. Come on, man. The second unit? People will say, hey, man, you know, like, like he's still developing. No, he's not. This is his third year, and you're the fourth overall pick. You're tripping if you thought. If you were like a Cleveland Farrell juiced, which was nobody. Let's not be real. Like, let's be real. Nobody was happy when he got picked at fourth. They started coping. Right. Everybody started coping. Well, you know, Clemson's a good program and, you know, he's a leader and military family and a place to run real well and base defense. Gunther loves him. Like, yeah. Okay. We don't have Gunther anymore. Thank God. Bradley's probably like, okay, I need somebody who can really get around the edge here. Maybe Pearl gets a little more inside looks. Maybe, which I, to be fair, in this scheme, I don't hate that. But this is your fourth overall pick. Your fourth overall pick has to have a all pro ceiling. All pro. It can't be, it can't just be like, wow, this guy's just a real rock of our team. Like that at fourth overall, still a bust. Run defender at four. Nope. Sorry. I need a pass rusher. I need someone with some bends, some athleticism, high upside, a freak. You know what I'm saying? Brian Burns, that was my guy. I, I can't lie and say I was on the Josh Allen train. I didn't really see it with him. He's good, but you know, last year wasn't quite his best season either. So he's had a great or a really good rookie year, kind of okay second year. Brian Burns, I think, is he's developing. He's taking that next step every year. He's becoming that like freak because you bet on athleticism at four. I've talked about that ad nauseum on this podcast, so I'll move on. But um, not a good sign when you see that. Crosby, right? A lot of people like Crosby because of the sack totals. Um, I like Crosby. I just need him to win more consistently, right? When he wins, he finishes. He's a great finisher. I need him to win more, right? Maybe um, another year of Marinelli and, uh, and Bradley just letting him pin his ears back. I, maybe. Maybe that's what that, that means. Um, Crosby's motor, effort, training, all that stuff. Not in question at all. Um, again, I just don't know if on a really good team with a deep defensive line like I want, I don't know if Crosby is a starter at defensive end. That's all I'm saying. 
Um, interior too, like it gets worse in my opinion. Uh, Quentin Jefferson. Uh, okay, sure. Like people tell me he's really good. I don't know about that. Um, most people had to Google him when the Raiders got him. Okay. Right. But if you truly know football, you know, he's, he's started at places. All right. That's fine. Not counting on him to have like a crazy interior defensive line season. Um, Darius Phylon hasn't played in like a year and a half. What, what do we know there? He did f- show some flashes and pass rush with, uh, with San, Di- San Diego or LA. I don't know where they were at the time. Um, that's how long it's been since he's played. And, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Solomon Thomas, another guy, uh, kind of weird to me. I don't mind taking a risk on that guy, but it does seem like they're really going to try to give him meaningful snaps this year, which I don't know if that's something you want to bank on. Um, maybe they know something we don't. Solomon Thomas went through a lot with his family, opted out last year. So again, another guy hasn't played in a long time. Um, this is a weak unit. It's the number one weakest unit on the team. I even think the revamped offensive line is less of a question mark than this defensive line. And I think it starts and stops there. Bradley needs pressure with four and I'm just not sure it's there. So nonetheless, defense, step your shit up this year. Um, let's move on to the offense. Uh, again, Derek Carr, um, we'll say, um, even defense and offense, everybody looks really good on the Raiders, uh, pause, but yeah, everyone looks good. Rugs looks a little beefier, you know what I mean? But in a good way, healthy way. Uh, Carr looks a little stronger, which is cool. I mean, hey, I, I don't know what that does to his game, but it's probably better than being fat, right? I don't want him to go with Big Ben route and start being fat later in his career. So that's cool. And then, um, you know, everybody, everybody's, everybody's looking good. So I, I like that. Um, let's start with the offensive line, right? Question mark. Big question mark. I think everything else is pretty, like... You could see success everywhere else on this team, but the offensive line is a big deal. Andre James seems to be already anointed the starter, which is what I feared. Now, um, a lot of people have, again, they're coping. I, I still think they're coping and talking themselves into it and expecting us to go along for the ride, um, which I'm, I'm not ready to yet with Andre James. I'd rather see Nick Martin. Um, you know, if you want to give James meaningful snaps, that's fine. Nick Martin's a veteran. He's ready to go, but like in, in training camp, but I, I don't, uh, I don't know about handing the guy the job that early or that con- contract extension that early. I still think you'd you'd like to see them battle him and Nick Martin battle this year. If Andre James wins the job in camp, has a couple good games, then you extend him, get him cheap. That makes that makes a lot of sense to me. I just don't see it with him personally. But everybody on the team loves him. It seems like um, Colton Miller's best friend. Carr seems to be okay with him. Although I still think deep down Carr is like, we really don't have Hudson. You know, are you serious, man? Like it's my guy. Nonetheless, um, about everywhere else, uh, Alex Leatherwood, I still think is going to have some, some growing pains at in pass pro. I expect Alex Leatherwood to hit the ground running in the run game. I expect him to, to be great in the run game. Really. That's, that's what he's good at right now in the sec tough, tough conference. I expect that to be good. Everybody else seems to be pretty confident in Alex Leatherwood saying he's smart, gets it, very athletic. Um, we'll see about the pass sets. You know, I mean, we're going to see about that. I think he's going to get a few preseason snaps. I, I hope to at least – I'm going to count on my tape, guys. Tape, don't lie. I need you to analyze the Alex Leatherwood pass sets in preseason. The few little ones, I'm sure they will, but I just need to see the footwork because everyone's saying that those, those feet, they're still not quite there in pass pro. Not the athleticism, but the actual footwork. So um, there's that. Colton Miller, I expect – him to be Colton Miller and maybe even possibly better than he was last year. You're betting on upside with that contract. Um, 
Denzel Good, John Simpson, um, Incognito. That's inter- interesting. I don't know what combination that's going to end up being. Um, I actually think John Simpson is going to be better um, if they move to a more outside zone run scheme. I think John Simpson is going to be uh, probably a better fit for that. Denzel Good is just a pure power guard. Um, so if you if if they want to do outside zone, I could definitely see uh, Incognito. Um, maybe Simpson, if you want, if he's going to play a little right guard, um, you're not sure. Uh, we're not, we're not sure about that. Again, not my area of expertise about how easy it is to switch on offensive line, but, um, the offensive line isn't as bad as I, it's not as scary as I think, especially in the run game. I expect the run game to really be good. Um, so let's move to that. The running backs Raiders are down a few running backs in camp. I'm not super concerned about that. Um, I expect a healthy Josh Jacobs for the season. I expect a healthy Kenyon Drake. I heard he caught a touchdown pass today, actually. Um, so I expect to see Jacobs and Drake, that duo say what you will about the Drake contract. Cause I said a lot about it. Matt Fallon and I were kind of like, damn, love Drake, hate the money, whatever he's here now. That could be Nick Chubb, Kareem hunt level. Good. In my opinion, I don't, it's all up to the offensive line in my opinion, but Drake's a great red zone guy. Jacobs kind of struggles there a little bit. Um, they do what each other Drake has the breakaway speed. Jacobs doesn't Jacobs has the power. Drake doesn't. It's a very good compliment, complimentary backfield. Um, Theo Riddick retired. Um, I won't get into that. You can listen to my other podcast on why that may happen. Um, we have some content coming out about that. Uh, Jalen Richard, another guy, you can listen to my other podcast. This is not the time for me to talk about that, uh, on this podcast, but yeah, there's, uh, they might need to make a move. They might need to make a move just with the NFL protocol there. They might need to bring in another third down back. Um, they're available too. So I, I don't, I don't think it's, it's DEFCON one. You know, I don't think it's, I don't think it's uh, in the submarine, the f- flashing red lights, water flooding stuff. I don't, I don't, I don't think that, that we're at that point, but um, yeah, that's good. Quarterback Derek Carr. I think we're going to see the exact same season that we did out of him last year. We're going to see some good, some bad, some fumbles. We're going to see, um, but we're going to see a very consistent quarterback that understands this offense, has weapons to throw to. I, you know, I don't have much to say about Carr, to be honest. I really don't. I don't have much to say about him. I think, I think some people hate him. Some people, everybody has to have an extreme opinion about him. I'm just agnostic on him. And I think he's, he's going to be the quarterback for this year. And unless there's a huge catastrophe that happens, he'll be the quarterback next year too, possibly an extension too. hate to break it to you guys. So um, let's just go to the weapons. We'll end there Um, with the weapons. Darren Waller is number one wide receiver. He's Darren Waller. Um, X factor on offense, offense moves. He, the offense goes as he goes, in my opinion. Um, he, he's, he's gonna, he's great. I mean, I'm, I'm got a fantasy draft in a couple of weeks. I, Waller's on my list. I mean, like, I don't, I, I'm not the type of guy to force Raiders onto my fantasy team. Like, we play for money. I want to win, but Waller's my guy. Um, he's gonna be on there. now. Rugs and Edwards, right? The Raiders lose Aguilar. That shouldn't matter. I like Nelson Aguilar. I thought I had a really good year last year. Um, would not have paid him the money New England did, but I'm happy he got it because he seems like a really cool guy, a real nice guy, hard worker. Um, glad that after maybe not being the best first-round pick for the Eagles that he was able to still kind of stay on that path at least. Um, Raiders couldn't do that. They shouldn't have done that with the draft capital you've invested in wide receiver the last couple of years. Um, Edwards and Ruggs should be the guys. John Brown, too. That, that, should, be, that should be okay there. Willie Sneed, if you want to keep him around. 
um, you know, Hunter Renfro, Foster Moreau is your backup tight end. Uh, Foster Moreau, by the, by the way, tight end number two, let him have the job. He's earned it, in my opinion. He should have had it last year. Great red zone threat. Tight end two in a West Coast offense is tight end one in a lot of other offenses. So that's really good. Really good to hear that 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 they're moving that route, I think. Um, they're not bringing in any legit competition for him. Um, he deserves it. But Ruggs and Edwards got to step up. Year two, you know, Edwards, I thought he would have had a real nice rookie year last year, especially like second half had he not got injured. But injuries happen. He is an injury-prone player. That's kind of why he was there in the third round. So it is what it is. But uh, Henry Ruggs, um, I need to see a very good year, too, out of him. Was not impressed with him last year. Part of that was the way he was being used. But to, to be fair, like a 12th overall wide receiver, I, I expect great things from. It's the same thing with Cleland Furl. You're picked inside the top 15, close to the top 10. I need you to be good right away, especially with the way you can't blame it on the COVID offseason. I mean, sure, I, I can't say it's not a can't say it's not a factor, but you have guys like George. Uh, I'm sorry. Justin Jefferson. I was going to call him Jordan Jefferson. Justin Jefferson. You know, Jerry Judy had a decent rookie year. A lot of guys had better rookie years than than Henry Ruggs. So he's going to have to step it up. It looks like he's been hitting the weight room, um, but he's going to have to get better in getting separation off the line of scrimmage, winning against press, uh, and, and tracking the ball, to be honest. Some of the deep balls last year. I, I Ruggs, to me, is not a traditional deep threat, but he's got the speed to where he's going to have to be, especially with Aguilar gone. Aguilar was the deep threat on this team. John Brown might get those, get might get that too. But, I mean, I think if you ask Gruden, I think he wants Ruggs to be that guy. So, to me, he's going to have to step it up. He's the X factor on offense. Um, I think if you can get a legit game-changing wide receiver pr- production out of Henry Ruggs um, year two and into year three, I think this offense could be close to top five in the game. It was already top ten without that and without a running game last year. So, if that running game steps up and Henry Ruggs is able to get going, come on. You're talking about a very good offense. It's an offense that'll paper cut you to death, but can hit you with explosive plays here and there. You rip the whole sheet of paper, you know, and and just cut through an artery with with a you know college ruled notebook and shit. Like you, 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 it could happen. You could see that kind of offense. Very physical. Offensive lines a little faster. I understand what they're trying to do. It makes sense. So. They're going to need some big leaps out of these, these people they've invested high draft capital in. But Raider Nation, I'm excited. I'm excited to be back. This is really cool. I'm excited for the Raiders to be back. I'm juiced on football. Um, I'm happy. You know, I'm happy. I'm happy we're getting preseason football. Uh, look, I took preseason for granted. Usually I'm the type of guy, I'll, I, I get excited for the preseason game. And I, I'm the first 10 minutes, I'm kind of like, all right, this is cool. Well, I'll watch it. But like, you know, I don't get like, I don't have that the endorphins rushing. You know, after you get over the initial, whoa, football on, on the TV. After that, you kind of like wane off it. But I think this year I'm going to be a little more excited about it, especially since camp, the Raiders camp doesn't really have full access still. So some we're not getting the full story from a lot of people. Um, you know, I'm interested to see the slot corner battle and and uh, linebacker battle and, and especially the defense. So um, Raider Nation, I think it's fair to expect good things from this team expect i'm not saying it's going to happen expect good things from this team there's no reason they shouldn't be a playoff team this year other than some decisions that they've made but they made those decisions with the confidence as an nfl organization that those were the right decisions so we 
should expect them to make those right decisions. No excuses this year. Seems to be a playoff team. Um, this is Rock Vegas. I'm happy to be back. I will be back regularly. It's football season. And uh, I'm at Glenn Rockney on Twitter. Um, hit me up on there. Uh, follow, subscribe to the channel. Anything I do is going to be on this channel. Um, it's a, a wide array of different things. You don't have to watch every video. Some stuff you might not agree with. Whatever. That's fine. I not. If you just want me for Raider stuff, that's no problem. If you like just my other sports stuff, if you like, you know, the rare candy stuff, it's all here. Click subscribe on the channel, like the like it, spread the word, send it to a coworker if they're a Raider fan, you know what I mean? Or just agnostic football fan or something like that. Um, I did, yeah, I did do a, another video too. A few month or two ago about George Blanda have the, having his 1962 quarterback season, about how it's the funniest quarterback season of all time. Um, kind of fun, lighthearted episode. Highly recommend you check that out um, if it's been a while since you've been to the channel. And uh, that's it for me, guys. Go Raiders, Raider Nation. Um, yeah, let's get some, let's have a good, healthy training camp. I don't want to say win the preseason game, play well. All right. All right, guys. Everybody be safe. Have a safe week. It's crazy out there in the world. See you later.